This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. They're experts in helping you get out of debt. One of the best things about this job is having an opportunity uh, to talk to somebody who has gone through the process of having an issue, having a debt problem, and then figuring their way to Sands and Associates, and then figuring their way out of their debt problem. It's such a great opportunity for everybody to hear someone else's story, and uh, it's such it's such an advantage for folks who may be a little bit hesitant to step forward and ask for some help. Nothing's better than hearing somebody who has done that and benefited as a result. So uh, I'm just so pleased that Pratap, one of Blair's uh, longtime clients, is here with us uh, right now. And Blair, I'm just going to turn it over to you, and uh, and we'll be we'll we'll go back and forth if questions come up. Great, thank you, Elena, and thank you so much, Pratap, for for joining us today. Really appreciate you taking the time to discuss uh, your no situation. No problem, anytime. Good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> Good afternoon. Um, so, so Pratap, I know you and I, you know, we obviously uh, have talked about your situation in the past, but for the listeners here today, you know, I, I can't emphasize enough what Elaine said that, you know, a lot of people just hearing the path that someone has been on, that can really give them some hope and some idea that as dark their situ- as their situation might seem, you know, there is help available and they, they can be better in the future. So can we start at the beginning? Can you tell me a little bit about the situation, um, how the debt arose and what caused you to reach out to us at Sands and Associates. Uh, so, uh, so basically, uh, like uh, when I was younger, I was I was not uh, as careful as I should have been on my spending in some ways as well. And then later on, when the COVID hit, uh, we I was unemployed for a long time, and uh, that uh, really put me in uh, in a deep situation. So, and uh, then after a few years of that, I uh, decided to move to BC. And uh, when I came, moved to BC, I heard about you guys and then I uh, went through it, how the process works. And then that's how I ended up coming to Sands and Associates. Well, well, thank you. And so so you were working when the pandemic hit, is that right? Uh, no, I was in, in unemployed for the okay. long time during pandemic. Oh, during the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so how did the, the debt arise? Was it, you know, during the pandemic, it was cost of, you know, just, just living or the cost of, of your move or what, what happened that the debt got away from you? So uh, I had to pay my uh, like uh, bills, right? For example, I had to pay my rent and I had to uh, continue paying the other bills so that I can be in touch with like, for example, phone bills, the essentials you need to pay to survive every day. Right. So those mm-hmm. were the basically most uh, things got me into situation like that. I was just going to ask, you know, well, what was your feelings like at, at that time? You know, you knew the debts were starting to increase. It was, you know, during the pandemic or, or even after. Uh, I'm just curious, you know, what, what were your days like? What kind of feelings were, were you having? I was, uh, I was so stressed. I was so stressed. And uh, one time this, uh, uh, I really needed, a, needed to buy a new phone, right? Uh, so 
that day I realized that I'm in a deep, deep, deep hole because uh, I was not even uh, eligible to buy myself a new phone anymore. So that day I really felt that I need to uh, get out, get myself out of there. I don't deserve to be there. Yeah, I can imagine that must have been been pretty di- disappointing. So it was the case that the credit limit had been reached, or or the credit rating wasn't enough for them to approve on a, on a monthly contract. Uh, like I have reached all my credit limits, and I haven't been paying them off uh, as mm-hmm. regularly as I should have been. And minimum payments don't work as much, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> right? So, yeah, in the end, I just uh, stopped caring about it. And I was like, we will see. And then eventually, I saw it <laughs> coming to you guys. And you guys helped me in a big way. Well, you're so correct, Pratap, when you say minimum payments don't really help much. Uh, Elaine and I talk about that on the show so often that, you know, people just making their minimum payments, that's the decades long plan to, to yeah. get out of debt. Um, but I, I know it can feel comfortable. Okay, I'm, I'm giving them what they ask. But, you know, definitely it's, you know, some is the, the credit limits just keep, uh, you keep getting closer and closer to those limits, which sounds like it was, it was your situation. So when yeah. you reached out, when you reached out for help, what was going through your mind? Did you have any thought about what the options were like? Did you, did you have an idea of what you thought it would be like to get help? I'm curious what you expected. Yeah. So after the pandemic, when I started, uh, started to work again slowly, then I uh, started to think about more and more that I really need to get it's tough out of my head because everyone wants to plan their future, right? And uh, my future was not looking as bright as it should have been. So that made me really come to you guys. And uh, yeah, that was my thought that I really want to get over this because, and I was uh, making enough money that so that like I can pay the small amounts every month and uh, pay off my debt in that way so yeah mm-hmm. that helped me a lot yeah Pratap, what, what were you I, oh go ahead yep. a, can i ask a question player um yeah, of course. Pratap, how, how long did it take for you to realize i have a i have a problem here and i need to i need to figure out how to solve it how long mm-hmm. how long would you say that you were sort of uh thinking so about it and worried about it i couldn't do anything there were there were times when i wanted to do but i couldn't do anything and uh, two years after when uh, I was going through a lot of situations in life, right, made me realize that, yes, uh, we, I should correct some mistakes which can be corrected. And this is one of them. So from there on, I decided, like, once I get back on working ways, then I will do something about it. Oh, good for you. Way to go. Yeah, and I, I think Pratap, if someone is listening, you know, to hear you say, yeah, it was it was a two year period. I, like my gosh, you didn't know this, but at the last segment that we we just recorded, Pratap, we talked about how for most people it's about a two year period yes, from when they, yes. they really realize, hey, I've got a problem, um, to when yeah. you know they're they're finally navigating their their way to here. Yeah. And I liked what you said too. That, yeah, debt was a mistake, but it's one of those mistakes that can be corrected. There's be not corrected, that many yes, of those sir. in life. Some life mistakes yeah. can't be corrected, but nope. um, debt it is one that can. So are you comfortable talking about what, what you actually did, you know, about the proposal and, and the payments and the difference that that made and, you know, your, your uh, monthly budget yeah, and your yeah, expenses? Sure. Yes, yes, yes. So I have like, okay, so how do you want me to say? So basically when I heard about you guys, like, so I went in there, booked an appointment. 
So, uh, firstly, I wanted to get more knowledge about it, that how it's going to work and uh, if it's going to be in my budget and all. So, when I went there, they asked me how much you were willing to pay. Like, they wanted to know my number, which I was comfortable paying in. Mm-hmm. So, I told them my budget, uh, my spendings, everything, my earnings. So, accordingly, then we they did, decided to be on that amount, which I was comfortable about. And it's been two years now. I've been paying off it every month on time. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. And and how much lower was the proposal payment compared to if you had to pay the debts off in full? Uh, do, you, do you have a sense of that? Oh, yes. Uh, for example, oh, maybe 70%. Hmm. Okay. Maybe so. Yes. Yeah. Could be more. Mm-hmm. Could be more. Means uh, uh, I had a, I had a, for just say I had a huge amount of debt, and it's it's half and even less than that. You want if you want to say that what's what I am paying back off with no interest. Hmm. Yeah. If you were to calculate the amount of debt you have plus interest, what you're paying back in the proposal is significantly less. It's reduced and yes. there's no interest, yes. right? Way yeah. better. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, good. Yes. Pratap, what was surprising to you, if anything, about when you started to reach out, out for help? Was there anything that you thought would be a certain way, but it was actually quite different? To be honest, I couldn't see any way until I saw this advertisement right i did not knew that how i was going to get out of it honestly speaking because i was and i had nobody around as well me to guide me properly and then you learn from your mistakes right so i grew up in life so Mm -hmm. i learned myself so that was something i'm proud of that i actually did it yeah, and I think you should be proud because I think you were in a bit of a vulnerable vulnerable position at, at one point. You know, if you've got this problem and you're feeling a bit hopeless, I'm very happy you reached out to us at Sands and Associates, but there are other folks you could have reached out to that would not have been trustees that might have put you on, yes. on a bad path. So True. I'm just really happy exactly. to know that we obviously made acquaintance and we can we can speak today. Um, how are things now? I'm curious about, you know, your financial habits, your attitudes. How do you feel about things with, with you and money? I'm I'm a changed person now. I'm a completely changed man financially. Like uh, I I uh, like I sometimes surprise to myself. Like okay, <laughs> I never yeah. saw myself like being. I I'm at a good place now, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, uh, I'm, and I sometimes I think I uh, should have been at the good place earlier. But it is what it is. But I'm glad mm-hmm. that I've made it to a good place now. I'm doing financially, I'm really good. And I'm taking care of all my expenses. I'm not overspending on anything. I'm working on my credit right now. And that's my main goal, first of all. Then uh, we will see from there. But everything what I'm going to do and I am doing is going to be the right way. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I and you are always you. there to help me if I need to ask anything, <laughs> and I can always bug you. Oh, you, you know that you know that Pratap for for sure. Again, you and I have spent a lot of time talking, and then for any of our listeners, if Pratap's voice sounds a bit familiar, no, I'm glad, I'm glad uh, yeah. I know you, and uh, thanks for <laughs> yeah. being there. Appreciate it. 
Yeah, I, I was just going to mention for tap if your voice sounds a bit familiar, anyone that sees our advertisements on TV, um, you know, the, the ones of you telling your story, they've just started to run in the, in the last month or so. So again, that's such a courageous few, few thing. Few of my friends saw me. Yeah. Few of my oh, friends saw me. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's good, right? They did. And one of them yeah. asked for the reference as well. So I oh, gave good. them your number. They have your number, so they might contact you. Oh, I, I appreciate that. I think we're we're down to just our, our last minute here. I just always want to give a chance. Do you have any advice or any words of wisdom for someone who might be in the same position that you were in a couple of years ago? What advice would you give to them? I would uh, tell them not to leave it too late. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's doing better for yourself, not for anybody else. And uh, if you have goals in life, so make this one of your goals as well, I guess to be at a better place financially, mentally. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Pratap. Uh, over, over to you, Elaine. Sands and Associates, they have offices all over British Columbia. The phone number is 1-800-661-3030. The website is sands-trustee.com. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton and Pratap from Sands and Associates, helping you get out of debt. Is it better to do a consumer proposal or get some credit counseling? It's a pretty good question to ask. And in this segment, we're going to try to understand as well as compare key differences between a consumer proposal and a credit counseling plan. Uh, consumer proposals and credit counseling plans are very two very different options that can help you pay down your debt without doing more borrowing. Blair Manton from Sands and Associates is going to explain the differences between the two options that are pretty important to understand when it comes right down to it. So, Blair, can we start by just explaining or you explaining uh, what a consumer proposal is and what credit counseling is? Well, sure, Elaine. So on the surface, a consumer proposal and credit counseling plan, they might sound pretty similar. You know, both are consolidation alternatives to loans or other bank funding options. So they're not any way that you need to borrow money to pay back your debt. And they're also alternatives to having to file for personal bankruptcy. Um, In general, both a proposal and a credit counseling plan are going to allow you to consolidate your debts into one settlement without having to borrow, as I mentioned. They'll allow you up to five years to make your debt repayments. They're going to give you some education and some resources to help to build on your money management skills. Um, And anytime you don't pay your debts back in full plus interest, there's a notation on the credit report and both credit counseling and consumer proposals will be noted on your credit report for two to three years after you complete them. It doesn't mean you have to wait to seek credit. You can do that at any time, but there's a notation that's going to be there for a period of time. Uh, What we're talking about when we say credit counseling, it's a program that consolidates your eligible debts, and eligible is the operative word there, and I'll talk about that in in a a little while, into an informal settlement program where you offer to repay your debts to your eligible creditors by way of payments over a set period. The credit counselor works with you to help you draft your plan, make the offer to your creditors, and collect your payments to be distributed to your creditors. 
Uh, this compares to a consumer proposal, which is only available through a licensed insolvency trustee, and your trustee is going to help you uh, structure the proposal, administer the proposal, communicate with your creditors on your behalf, uh, and distribute all your funds to creditors. So it, it sounds similar, but there's some huge differences between them, and these details really do matter. So the number one big detail that's different between credit counseling and consumer proposal is that in a credit counseling plan, you have to repay 100% of your debts. You may be able to get an interest freeze on, on several uh, types of debts, uh, but all of your basic consumer debts of credit cards, lines of credit, overdrafts, utility bills, payday loans, mortgage shortfalls, all of those have to re be repaid in full. So the best benefit of a credit counseling plan is that you can likely get an interest freeze. I say likely because it's not guaranteed, but there's no scenario where you're not paying back 100% of the debt. Now, this contrasts starkly with a consumer proposal, where a consumer proposal allows you to consolidate virtually all of your debt. So all the ones that credit counseling can do, which I mentioned, you know, your standard consumer debts, plus amounts that are outstanding to the government for things like CRA balances for taxes, for CERB overpayments, for student loans, even ICBC debt. So those types of debts that I've just mentioned, they could never be dealt with in a credit counseling plan, but they absolutely can be dealt with in a consumer proposal. So the consumer proposal is significantly more flexible, but what's even more important is that not only can you include all of your debts in a proposal, you can also cut how much you have to repay on the debts down to what you can actually afford. So depending on your circumstances, some people pay back 20% of the debt, 50% of the debt, 30%. It's generally a very large discount on the full amount. Um, and of course, you don't pay any interest at all. So because you're only repaying part of the debt compared to the full amount as in credit counseling, a consumer proposal monthly payments are often significantly less than what a, a credit counseling plan would be for the same debt. Now, you as a listener might have already figured out that there's lots of differences between being a licensed insolvency trustee, which Blair Manton is, which Sands and Associates, that's what their work is, that's what their business is, versus what a credit counselor is. So can, can you outline the, the significant differences that we really need to pay attention to? Because we're getting, we see a lot of stuff for credit mm -hmm. counseling and credit counseling plans these days. Yeah, it's definitely confusing out there. So I'm really happy if, if someone is listening um, to, to this show here, there's going to be some good insight and good questions to ask about who's going to help you with your debt and are they qualified to do so. So when you're dealing with a licensed insolvency trustee, you're dealing with the only professional in Canada that's completely regulated, endorsed and authorized by the federal government to advise you on your options, help people with formal debt solutions and give you a full range, the suite of options of what you can do to restructure structure your debts. Uh, one of the main services a licensed insolvency trustee provides is helping people understand all of their options for dealing with their debt. So an LIT will talk to you about a credit counseling plan. They'll talk to you in detail about a consumer proposal. They'll provide impartial expert advice at no cost. And even if bankruptcy is the right option for you, an LIT is going to take you through all of the details so that you understand that process before you decide to go forward with it. And if you do decide to file either a consumer proposal or a personal bankruptcy, only a licensed insolvency trustee can help you with those remedies. You don't need to hire a lawyer and a lawyer can't help you file either of those things. And conversely, a credit counselor can never help you with a consumer proposal or with a personal bankruptcy. Only a trustee can do so. 
Now, what's different about a credit counselor is essentially there's no legal framework that requires a credit counselor to have any special training. And credit counselor is not a professional designation. It's not a pro protected term that you can only use if you have X number of years of experience and, and codes of ethics and um, you know compliance with various regulations. That applies to a trustee, but not to a credit counselor. So now a lot of people that do advertise as credit counselors have some accreditation. They might have some training from a national credit counseling organization, but you need to know that these are all self-regulated organizations. There's no government oversight, approvals, or qualification standards. So if you do decide to work with with a credit counselor, you want to ask a lot of detailed questions about the organization, about the agent's credentials, and at the very least, you'd want to make sure they're part of an association in good standing and, you know, not someone that's just sprung up overnight, hung up a shingle that says, hey, I can counsel you with your, with your debt, because uh, believe it or not, it's legal to do that, and you can certainly cause some impact on people's lives. So it's definitely buyer beware uh, when you're dealing with, with a credit counselor. What's also important to know is that the solutions a credit counselor can offer, they're considered informal solutions. So where a consumer proposal and a personal bankruptcy is structured in law, you know exactly what you're getting. Um, the solutions through a credit counselor, they're basically the same types of things you could do on your own. It's negotiating with your creditors, it's trying to maybe freeze the interest, but there's nothing legislatively that causes um, any of your debts to get reduced or restructured. It's all just based on voluntary um, compliance by the creditors that you're dealing with in credit counseling. Okay. So because, uh, and before we go on to the, each of the, the actual programs, uh, if you already know that you want to take some action and you really want to seek out what a licensed insolvency trustee can do and how the process works, 1-800-661-3030 is the number to set up uh, for an appointment at any of the numerous Sands and Associates offices all over British Columbia. Or you can also check out the website at sands-trustee.com. That will also uh, provide an opportunity for you to make an appointment as well. Um, so, I mean, I'm getting that there's some key differences between the two kinds of mm -hmm. programs, but I know that there's some very specific key differences that people really, really need to pay attention to and know. Yeah, let's talk about a couple of them here. Again, the idea today is just to whet the listener's appetite, letting them know some of the high-level details, things to look out for. And, you know, we're not going to be able to get through everything. But one of the biggest differences is just how creditors have to agree or not agree with a credit counseling or a consumer proposal plan. So in a consumer proposal, all we need is 50% by dollar value of your creditors to agree to your offer. So if you're offering back, say, 20 cents on the dollar in a consumer proposal, we need at least half of the people you owe money to by dollar value to say yes to those to that to that settlement and if there's a creditor that's yelling and screaming and saying you know what i would i would never take 20 cents on the dollar i demand that you pay me well if that creditor is outvoted by the other creditors they are forced to be part of this consumer proposal. They can never opt out of it. They can never sue you separately. They can never pursue you, never call you, anything like that. They are legally bound by the consumer proposal. And by the way, that applies to the government too. So if someone's got a tax debt and they know, hey, I've spoken to the tax representative, there's no way they'll compromise, well, try it with the consumer proposal and, and you'd be surprised that even if the government votes no, um, well, first off, they often vote yes, but even if they did vote no, um, as long as they're not the majority of the debt, they're essentially dragged along for the ride. 
um, also by legislation, all interest charges are autom automatically halted, um, and you get the same legal protection from your creditors as if you had filed for bankruptcy. So it means no one can take you to court, seize your wages, seize your assets, harass you, do anything to you, and that again even includes the government. So if we contrast that against credit counseling, where you're repaying 100% of the debt, um, any creditors that choose not to be part of the plan are free to opt out. They can opt out at any point, um, and the government will never be a part of this plan. The government, as a rule, will never work with a credit counselor, so you're going to need to pay some debts separately if you have them and they're not part of the plan. Uh, the creditors who agree to the plan will often agree to stop charging you interest, but there's no guarantee about this. Some creditors will just charge you a lower interest or might decide if you miss a payment or two, well, we're going back and we're charging you full interest now, so there's really nothing formal about that. Um, and finally, your credit counselor has no ability to compel any of your creditors to be part of the plan. So it's, it's completely voluntary. They voluntarily might agree to stop harassing you, but that could just change at any point. So a big difference is just, you know, the, the legal framework, the robustness behind the proposals. Um, another big difference is on your costs and your fees. So every credit counselor, whether it's a, a not-for-profit or a for-profit organization, is going to charge some fees when you're doing a restructuring plan with them. Now, they often do receive some kickbacks or commissions from lenders because they're collecting debt on their behalf, but it's not the case that there's anything that's free out there. A credit counseling plan is going to cost you some money. And you also need to, to look at, well, if the credit counselor is heavily bank funded, whose interests are they really looking out for? Are they on my team uh, or are they essentially trying to get the bank as much money back as possible? You contrast that with a consumer proposal where all the fees are strictly re uh, regulated by the federal government. There's nothing extra that you pay if you decide with your trustee you can afford to pay back 20 or 30 cents on the dollar. That's all that you pay and your creditors essentially bear the cost of the proposal because the trustee is able to deduct cost of administration before distributing funds to your creditors. So it's a big difference in terms of fees, in terms of regulations. Uh, those are just a couple of the aspects of what makes proposals and credit counseling plans just so different. This organization in general is that they're very thoughtful and kind and, and non-judgmental and they actually care about giving you maximum assistance. Give them a call at 1-800-661-3030. You're listening to Dollars and Cents here on CKNW. The segment is learning about some of the different debt management resources that BC consumers have available to them. If you're dealing with debt, you probably have more resources at your disposal than you can think of right now. And that's why we're talking to Blair Manton, who's a licensed insolvency trustee with Sands & Associates. He's going to share some key debt management insights that we can all use to help manage our debt, including where to get free advice, stop legal action, and addressing those expired debts. So as a trustee, Blair, every day you talk with folks, and I know thousands of folks every year, getting information about how they can manage their debt. They're looking for information, and Sands & Associates is learning so much, too, because you're going, oh, this is the situation that people are in today more than they were yesterday. What's the first resource that you think right now, uh, based on what you know, that more people should know about? 
Well, it might seem obvious, Elaine, but I have to start here. People need to know about us, about Sands and Associates, about licensed insolvency trustees. A lot of people have no idea what a trustee is, what the person can do for them, when they should reach out to a trustee. Um, and, you know, essentially, if you have a question, a concern, or a problem with your debt, a licensed insolvency trustee is your go to resource. So every trustee in Canada, and certainly every trustee at Sands and Associates, offers you a free and confidential consultation discuss your debt situation, assess all of your options, and in under an hour, sometimes in under 30 minutes, you can get insights into strategies and resources that are going to allow you to stop your debt stress and get a plan to be debt-free. Uh, you can connect directly with a trustee. You don't need a referral. You don't need to pay any upfront costs. And at Sands & Associates, we serve the entire province of BC. So all of our services are available in person at local offices, as well as over the phone or online. And that's often the toughest thing is just making that first phone call. You don't know who you're reaching out to. You're worried about being judged. But I can certainly attest that when you reach out to our firm, you're met with empathy, with understanding, uh, and with someone that really wants to help you move forward and solve the debt problem. Um, so I think if people are aware that their best ally in a tough time, a tough debt situation is a licensed insolvency trustee, many of the other resources, they're going to get directed to by the trustee. It's just reaching out to get that help right off the bat. Now, is it different, a licensed insolvency trustee operating in British Columbia versus someone who's uh, running a business in Alberta doing the same work? It's slightly different. So the insolvency legislation that governs proposals and bankruptcies, it's federal in nature, but there are differences province to province. So you definitely want to make sure you're dealing with a trustee in your province, because I can tell you an Alberta-based trustee is not going to know how to give you advice about ICBC debts, where a BC-based trustee, we're, we deal with ICBC every day. So there are certainly things that are different province to province, but essentially it's a federal license, but each trustee has to be very conversant in what's going on in their specific province. Uh, there are some firms that operate across the country and have trustees everywhere. There are other firms that choose to focus and really know their local market, their local consumers a lot better. And that's us at Sands and Associates. So we help all of BC, but we don't expand beyond that, not Alberta, Ontario or anything. We're very focused on the BC consumer. If you and if you're listening and you already know that you want to take some action and, and get some help dealing with your debt situation, 1-800-661-3030. That's the phone number. And that's, of course, toll free and available to you all over the province. Blair, what are some of the debt management resources that are very specific to British Columbia's consumers? Yeah, I'm happy to share a few of these, Elaine, because sometimes these are the the eye openers for folks. Wow, this really exists? Well, yeah, it does. And most people won't, won't tell you about it, especially if they want to be paid. Uh, the first one is a statute of limitations on debt. So I can bet you that a collection agent is never going to tell you, oh, this debt is actually statute barred. I'm not really allowed to sue you. So it falls to the consumer to know about this. But what happens is that in every province, there's a limitation period, and it varies. In some provinces, it's six years. In BC, it's only two years. What it means is that if it's been two years or more since you incurred a debt, made payment on that debt, or acknowledged the debt in written conversation, usually in an email does count, if it's been more than two years since any of those things have happened, the creditor who is owed that money can no longer take any legal action against you to force payment. So just to make sure we're clear there, if you've got an old debt that you know just popped up and you know you haven't touched it in six years and the collection agent is threatening you, hey, we're going to go to court tomorrow against you, 
that's a completely empty threat. It's just made to intimidate you. You would win that court, sex, that court session in about three seconds by showing the Limitation Act actually applies here. Now, what's important to know is that that expiry does not mean the debt is forgiven. So just because two years are up doesn't mean that you don't owe the money or that if you owe the bank that money, you can go and deposit money into a savings account and not worry about them taking payments. No, the debt still exists, but it means that you can never be forced to pay that debt through court. You could never have your wages seized. You could never have an asset claimed or registered against. They have no legal recourse against you. And now there are some exceptions to this. They're a pretty small list, but first big one is debts owing to the government, like for Canada Revenue Agency or student loans, there is no limitation period. So you cannot wait out tax debt or wait out a student loan. Um, arrears of child support or spousal support, um, those cannot be waited out also. So again, those kind of legal where you've been ordered to pay something, uh, even if it's a civil claim that enforces a monetary judgment, those aren't subject to limitations but essentially any other consumer debt is subject to a statute of limitations. So you want to be careful that you don't go and reset this date on any of your debts. If you're at, you know, a year and 11 months and a collector says, you know, just make a good faith payment to me, pay me $5 tomorrow and then I'll know you're serious about this. What you've just done is reset that clock back to zero. So sometimes making no payments is a better option than making very small partial payments because all you do is reset that limitation clock every time that you make a payment inside of the two-year period. Now, I wouldn't be comfortable doing something like that unless I talked to you first and said, you know, and say, okay, this is my situation. What do I do here? Because, mm -hmm. uh, gosh, that's a, it, that sounds like a pretty precarious uh, situation for folks to get in. Yeah, definitely. It's not you know, it's not suitable for everybody. You know, it's often suitable for someone that, you know, maybe they're in retirement, um, they've got no assets, they've only got pension income coming in, um, and they can deal with a, a little bit of the stress of knowing that they owe money, but also knowing nothing can be done to them. Um, but for a lot of folks who are much earlier on in their working life or their credit life, so to speak, this isn't a long-term plan, but it's just making people aware. Now, what also happens is if you've got a debt that's statute barred, they still might be calling you, threatening you, all these things, the phone call can be very tough to take. Uh, BC is one of the only provinces in Canada where you can send a letter and Consumer Protection BC gives you that letter already done up a form letter. You can send a letter that says, I don't consent to phone calls. If I'm going to discuss this debt, it's via mail and you can put a stop to all these incessant collection calls just by saying that you don't consent to them. So go to consumerprotectionbc.ca. Um, they have a copy of the letter that you would need to stop collection calls, but that's something people generally aren't aware of, that you don't have to, to suffer through somebody calling you 15 times a day, calling your work, calling your family members. You can say, you know what? Yeah, I understand we have some business. The way I do business is via the mail, but it's also very important that you open the mail all the time too, because if they're not calling you anymore, something comes in the mail, whether it's statute barred or not, you need to be aware of some legal action has been taken against you so that you can respond to it. In the last minute or so, Blair, are there any other resources that uh, folks can access at low or no cost mm -hmm. with a bit of ease as well? Yeah, the one I definitely recommend everyone should do, and please do not pay for this, is getting a copy of your credit report. So, you know, you can sign up online for credit monitoring for something like 20 bucks a month, which is just ridiculous to me, 
or you can just go to the credit bureaus and say, hey, I want a copy of my credit report mailed to me. They'll do that for free at least once per year. I think everybody should do it as a matter of financial hygiene because you'll often find there's accounts on there, addresses. It's easy to get someone else's credit information into your file. And that can be a real source of problems if you've got some negative information there that has nothing to do to you. So definitely get a copy of your credit report from Equifax and from TransUnion once per year and make sure you check it for accuracies. Excellent. Sit down with somebody from Sands and Associates and get that debt-free plan that's just right for you. Very easy to get a hold of someone all over British Columbia, offices almost everywhere. And the number is 1-800-661-3030. And the website is also terrific. And you can also make your first consultation appointment through the website at sands-trustee.com. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. This segment is all about the warning signs of a growing debt problem and where to get help if those are things that are sort of eluding you at this point. According to Blair Manton, who we're going to spend some time talking to in this segment, uh, says around 95% of people dealing with a debt problem delay getting professional support and advice. And of course, that's over all the thousands of customers and clients that they've had over the years. And that happens even when the situation is causing them serious personal damage. So Blair is going to talk about some key warning signs that your debt problem warrants talking with a licensed insolvency trustee and how you can get good, solid local support. So Blair, what are some of the most common reasons that you found for people putting off getting professional debt help? Well, you're right, Elena. In your, your intro, you're saying, you know, the vast majority of people really delay getting debt help. And I've been a trustee for almost 15 years. And it's so rare for somebody to come in too early. Somebody where I say, you know what? Yeah, you know, you really don't have an issue. I'm happy you reached out. Let's give some guidance. For the most part, it's the opposite. It's about, wow, you've been suffering for a long time. And from our research, it's about a two-year average cycle from when someone is starting to feel the pain of debt, would really benefit from getting some assistance but it's about two years until they're finally at our door looking us up online and getting that consultation and start to feel better. So anything we can do to shorten that two-year period, you know, that's why we do so much outreach and, and shows like we're doing today. From our research, the reasons why people tended to wait uh, were some pretty classic ones. So they said, you know, right off, they wanted to manage the debt independently or on their own. So the old expression, you know, I got myself into this mess, I'm going to get myself out of that. Well, you know, that can work for some things, but when you're dealing with 20, 30 or even 50% interest on your debt, it can sometimes be just impossible to get out under your own steam. Uh, a very typical one is feeling ashamed about having trouble managing their debt or feeling embarrassed to ask for help and then also worry about being judged. So, you know, we don't talk openly about our financial challenges in society, but I can tell you just about anybody um, that I know in my life, at some point they've had a financial challenge and a lot of the time you didn't even know about it because people tend to keep those cards pretty close to their chest. Uh, a lot of people feel that there's no solution to their situation, or maybe the situation wasn't bad enough to receive help. Now, I don't owe a million dollars. That's what the, all these legislation, uh, these proposals and bankruptcies are for. I only owe a few thousand or $10,000. My problem is too small. So again, people just suffer. And then finally, there can be some misinformation about consumer debt solutions or being unsure about where to seek help. So we talk a lot in the show about misconceptions you know, all bankruptcy takes seven years and it's on your record for the rest of your life. 
Well, no, for most people it takes nine months and it's gone a few years after that. So the reality is quite different than most people's perceptions. Um, but we know that anybody that's dealing with a debt problem, it can be overwhelming. It can weigh on your mind every day. The stress is very real and the person's mental and physical health, their well-being, their relationship, their self-esteem, everything can be impacted even to the point where people can consider suicide because they just see no hope for their finances. So a lot of reasons why people can delay getting professional debt, debt help, but there's so many benefits when you do finally reach out and get some assistance. What are some of the warning signs that indicate it's time to go and see a licensed insolvency trustee? Well, the simplest one, I like this, it's short and to the point, is if you think you have a debt problem, you're probably right. So if you find yourself worrying about your situation, um, you know, generally that's enough of a warning sign. If you're waking up, just not sure, hey, how am I ever going to pay off this debt? That's enough of a reason for you to get some assistance. Uh, what are more typical warning signs are things like you're missing or bouncing payments. So people, obviously, it's very um, obvious if you can see, hey, I'm, I've tried to make this payment. There wasn't enough money in the account. Now I've got an NSF charge as well. Uh, you know, none of that is fun to go through. Uh, if a collection agency or a creditor is threatening you or intimidating you, you know, multiple calls a day, very threatening language, um, obviously that's an indication. Uh, if you're actually receiving a court or other legal notice about your debts, you're being sued or you're about to be sued and maybe your wage is being taken. Um, everyone's situation looks a little bit different, um, but quite often, um, you know, one of the biggest warning signs is if people are only making their minimum monthly payments or seeing their debt balances that are remaining almost the same despite those minimum payments. Um, so they're just feeling like they're not getting ahead on anything else. Um, one warning sign that we've seen, especially in the last five years, I didn't see this much before then, but now it's exploded, uh, is the use of payday loans or fast cash um, type of lender. So these are your lenders of last resort where the costs and the fees are exceptionally high. Um, so if you're actually borrowing from one of those outlets and seeing the high interest costs, just the fact of you having to access that credit is a big warning sign. Um, what's not a big warning sign actually um, is having bad credit. So what I mean by that is a lot of people that have perfect credit uh, actually have significant debt issues, but they can be lulled into a false sense of security. So if your credit is bad, you know, it could be bad and you might actually have no debt. You've just missed a few payments on your cell phone, but you might have perfect credit. You might be making all your payments on time, but you could have 10, 20, 30, $40,000 of consumer debt that you might never pay off. So don't be misled by thinking that you've got a perfect credit rating. That means you don't have a debt problem. More than 70% of people that eventually file a bankruptcy actually have great credit. They're not missing payments. They just realize they're never going to be able to pay off their debts. I think it's really important in the last few minutes of this segment, Blair, to explain to someone who maybe hasn't heard about... Um, what a licensed insolvency trustee can do that literally no one else can do. And it's often the very best solution mm -hmm. to their debt problem. Well, a licensed insolvency trustee is the only professional in Canada that's empowered by the federal government to give debt advice, but also to help people eliminate their debt using legal debt relief options. And for the vast majority of cases, almost 90% of the people that we see, uh, they end up filing what's called a consumer proposal. 
And the way a consumer proposal works is you consolidate all of your debt together. Uh, you work with the trustee to figure out what can you actually afford to repay. So looking at your household family size, your budgetary obligations, your income, um, any of your uh, other expenses for the household, maybe there's child support or medical expenses or things like that. What can you reasonably afford to repay on your debt? And if that ends up being something like 20 or 30 cents on the dollar, a trustee can help you put forward a consumer proposal, which is not a bankruptcy, but it's going to help you get all the debts eliminated back to zero once you pay off the reduced amount you're able to afford. So a consumer proposal, it's flexible. Um, it can work in any situation where the debts are more than $1,000 and less than $250,000. And even if your debts are over $250,000, there's still other proposals that are available, but they're just not quite a consumer proposal. And a lot of people will find that this proposal is that's the answer they were looking for. They just didn't know what it was called. You know, they tried to consolidate their debt through the bank and maybe weren't approved. The only credit they're able to access is the very expensive, either the instant cash lenders or their payday loans, and they're just starting to feel hopeless. So by reaching out to a licensed insolvency trustee, by learning about a consumer proposal, um, people can really find a new lease on life. And they're often shocked to discover that all this is at no cost. So it costs them nothing to meet with the trustee, nothing upfront to file the proposal, and whatever they can afford to pay on the debt, that's what the trustee gets paid out of. There's never a separate charge by working with the trustee. It's all part of your settlement of your repayment. Sands and Associates is going to be the answer for you. Connect with someone who is local. They have offices all over the province. Non-judgmental debt expert who cares. They have a myriad of, of professionals within each office that can help you, counsel you, give you good advice, and actually set up the process for you to deal with your debt. Confidential consultation is the key thing with someone from Sands and Associates. And you can do that easily, giving them a call at 1-800-661-3030 or visiting their website filled with great questions and answers at sands-trustee.com. You've been listening to Dollars and Cents. See you next time. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.